America Meditating Radio Show, we collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts 24-7. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guests as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us. The entire world wants. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And humanity saw that the sky was not the limit. Achievement. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Take a break. Breathe. Why don't you visit the Peace Village Learning and Retreat Center, 518-589-5000. Do you want to power up your day? Are you feeling overwhelmed? can't manage the speed. Time to get off the grid and get into the heart. A groundbreaking meditation CD for people on the move. And at this time, I choose to get off the grid and step inside the heart. In this meditation, I invite you to become aware of the two types of consciousness that reside within the soul. Let us choose the consciousness of light over the darkness of past stories, the history that gets into our way. Let us now remember our connection to the supreme energy, the supreme soul, the being of light. For far too long, we have allowed the external forces to dictate our inner force. And at this time, I choose to get off the grid and step inside the heart to be myself. I choose to no longer be under the influence of what the world tells me, what my parents have told me, my spouse, friends, or anyone who has been a negative influence in my life. In this meditation, I stand strong in the original, eternal, imperishable worth of the soul. I, the being of light, the soul of power, I step into the heart and I become a being of love, a being of light.
Welcome to America Meditating Radio Show. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. We're broadcasting from the beautiful Meditation Museum in the nation's capital. And yes, we have a new location at 9525 Georgia Avenue. keep saying that I can't get upgraded. I keep staying on Georgia Avenue for some reason. <laughs> but anyway, it's a much bigger, newer, shinier place. And opening night will be on April 10th. So we have got quite a lot of friends in the area and also in the country that's going to be flying in to visit us for that opening night. Maria Schneider, actress and model from, I mean, you could see her in the front cover of Cosmopolitan and Vogue. We have Cheyenne Joy Aziz from the Gift movie that was a big winner about how we bring our gifts into the world. And we will have representation from Congressman Van Hollen's office, as well as Delegate Will Smith and many others. Also, Marcia Dyson will be in the room along with Madame Harriet Fulbright from the Fulbright Scholarship Family. And we have a list of just unending friends and authors. And many of our friends from the America Meditating Radio Show will also be joining us on that wonderful night of April 10th at 6 p.m. So dress code is dinner or professional attire. So please do RSVP. No one will be able to get in the doors, unfortunately if you don't. I know that there's parking availability outside in the back. I don't know how much in particular, but hoping that it will be enough to accommodate everyone. So the sooner we get there, the better it will be. Today, we're going to have a very special guest, Mali, who will be joining us. And Mali and I will be talking a lot about how to make our lives better, but also her book, I think it's called A Million Fireflies. So we're going to be exploring a little bit more about what Mali is doing. A little food for thought and story today. You know that we have a new puppy called Happy, and we also have the other puppy that's called Love. And love is very calm and cool, and happy is exactly what her name is. And there's also a saying, you know, that based on whatever people call you the most, you eventually become that energy. And in Indian mythology, there's a story of the gurus or the sages, and they told a particular follower once, just keep saying to yourself every day, I'm a buffalo, I'm a buffalo. Then after a while, the individual actually woke up considering himself to be a buffalo, even though he was a human being. There are things that we condition our minds to believe in and that after a while, even if everyone else is saying, but that's not who you are, that's not what I said, our interpretation of how we receive it is based on what we have been telling ourselves. And I think there's so many times that we find ourselves in a rut where we perceive something from a past experience versus what the reality of the moment is offering. There is no doubt, though, that moment of reality is triggering something within. And it might be real. It might be very valid what the person is saying, how they're saying it, why they're saying it. It might be all valid to them especially, but also maybe to you. But what I feel is most importantly is the way that I interpret it for myself. Very old and beautiful movie called It's a Beautiful Mind. There was a man who was caught in the camps in, in, in Germany, in Auschwitz, I can never pronounce that. But in being trapped, his son was also there. And what he used to do, he got a, a chance to serve the German officers or soldiers. And so he was a little bit more of the protected group of those that were in the camps. 
but he knew that eventually everybody would be killed or, or put into one of the chambers or the gas chambers. But there was this child, and he would always tell his child these beautiful stories, and he would shape it in a way that the child wouldn't see or hear the screams, and he would always come up with a plan. And then I realized even for us, like the way we are receiving our stories from people, we can make it into a beautiful story or we can make it very negative. And there is a client that we had here, and wonderful couple, but the way that they would perceive each other's stories every time I would observe them, it wasn't from what one was doing to the other, but it was from a story that they were holding on within themselves. And so that was creating the rift in the relationship. And no matter how much I tried to point that out, the receiving of that was, no, this person is to be blamed for that. And so a lot of these things are holding us back, my friends, and I really want to invite everyone to check your interpretation. Check your interpretation. Change the way you view or hear something if it's making you feel uncomfortable inside. You've got to change that story within your head. And in changing that, it just might turn around something extremely profound and powerful for you. You're listening to America Meditating Radio Show, and I'm your host, Sister Jenna. We're broadcasting from the beautiful Meditation Museum in the nation's capital. So come on out and see us. Today, the America Meditation Radio Show is proud to welcome Mali Pon. Padit. And Mali, you're going to let me know if I did that well or not. Mali is an author, speaker, CEO, and founder of the SOAR Community Network and the executive producer of Tea with Mali TV. She consults with entrepreneurs and visionaries to help them soar with their unique message and mission by implementing emotional marketing and social media strategies. Mali is the co-founder of the Young Professional Leadership Group and the host of two podcasts, one called Soar and the other called Creative Entrepreneur Buzz. She is a published poet and author of A Million Fireflies, which is Mali's memoir about her voyage from war-torn Laos to America. Mali is also co-author of Seen and Sustained Best Practices in Communication that Increases the Visibility of Small and Diverse Businesses, a professional workbook written with Akia Garnett, Jane Lovas, and Tamika Bradshaw. Today we welcome Mali to the America Meditating Radio Show. How are you? Good morning, Sister Jenna. How are you? We're great. We're great. We're enjoying the whole process of moving and getting into our new space. So that always tests my ability to see how spiritual I actually am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations. Thank you. Hope that you'll be able to join us as we get to that bend. Mali, I know that you have quite an interesting background and you have written your memoir. You have extensive experience in marketing, sales, and business development. You have founded a community network and youth leadership group. You even host your own TV show and two podcast. That's a busy lady. I'd love for you to share a little bit about your life's journey and how all of this ties in together to our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I guess, you know, it all starts from when we enter the world and maybe even before that. But my journey started at a very young age where my family, my father, worked for the old government of Laos. And during the whole Vietnam era, he was blacklisted because he supported the old government's humanitarian services. So he basically was blacklisted, and we had to figure out how to stay safe. And he basically plotted and foid to find a way for us to leave the country so that we could have safety and a future. So it began there. 
crossing in the middle of the night the Mekong River, not knowing whether or not we were going to make it to the other side and what was even on the other side. So that's where it all began. And, you know, the journey continues when we arrived to the United States. We really came with absolutely nothing. And I watched my parents work two or three jobs. I watched my siblings, you know, kind of become the adults to teach our parents. And we basically grew up as the adults. And we Mm -hmm. had to figure out a way to, you know, provide safety and and find a way to, in our minds as young children, basically take care of our parents. And I think for many immigrants and individuals who have come into this country, I'm one of them, we know what it feels like to really work hard. And sometimes I feel for individuals who are actually born in this great nation, everything is so easy and sometimes I feel all they have to do is just up the game in their work ethics and push themselves a little bit more. And I don't think there would be such a high number of welfare and and government handouts, so to speak. I'm not saying that that's that's a blessing. It helps in many developing countries. There isn't that help that we see in this country, in, in countries like India and so on. But I just feel that a lot of individuals are aren't even aware of the amount of hard work, courage, determination that individuals who come from other countries, when they enter this land, it's do or die. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my parents really came here with no English. We didn't know anything. And they just worked really hard because they at least had their physical body to get them through. And they used whatever they had. And that's what it taught me. You know, we used what what gifts and talents we have to basically make it to the other side. And that's really what started this whole process of helping me help others to really figure out what their gifts and talents are. And that they pretty much have, we pretty much have all that we need including the experiences that might have been painful and how they have come to serve us. And the reason why I have so many projects is I am just a a driven individual, and I love and, and appreciate life so much because I've experienced a lot of loss and death also in my life, witnessed it with my own eyes, and it makes me realize that we all have such limited time. It, and, and it drives me to want to, you know, create powerful meaningful impact in the world, starting with my own community. And that's what drives me every day, really, you know, the love for life and the knowledge that we are all human beings who have capacity and a limitation on time. And that's beautiful, Mali. Again, pain can be such a precursor to really moving us into a more powerful state. Even when we're going through the pain, we find ourselves mentally or emotionally going to a place that we didn't visit before when we were just ignorant or just doing our own thing. Could you tell us a little bit about SOAR Community Network? What is the meaning of SOAR and what is the mission for your network? Sure. SOAR stands for See, Own, Articulate, and Release. And what I've come to discover over these 40 years is that I am gifted at helping people draw out the best in themselves and I see to their core and allowing them to message from their heart. But it has to start with the willingness to see themselves truly for who they are, to own all their intricacies, good, bad, ugly, you know, letting go of the judgment and just owning the fact that it is what it is, articulating what their deepest desires are, what their purpose and their passion is, and then basically releasing that and sharing that with the world. 
So my mission and my purpose in life, now that I've uncovered it, it took me a long time, but I've uncovered it, is to help every single person sent to me. See, own, articulate, and release their unique gifts and talents into the world. And how does that manifest in business? Well, I work with a lot of executives. I work with a lot of individual artists and brands. And until you can actually store within yourself, it's very hard to message and market and put messages out there on social media that are authentically yours. We can all repeat and we can all copy and paste and tweak other messages. But very rarely do we take the time to sit down and understand ourselves, you know, to store within which allows us to really excel at a faster, more authentic, natural rate because we're living our purpose and we can own it and we know it's ours. And that's what the SOAR work that I do, the retreat, the, you know, the messaging, the mapping work that I do. And I've created a community of other people who want to help others SOAR to support those that are seeking to soar in whatever area of their life is most beneficial right now to them. So it's not just my work now. It's a community of people who have joined the network to help others and to also seek help. Mm, That's very timely, very powerful. Now let's get on to the Million Fireflies. It's your memoir. Of all the topics and titles we can come up with in our lives, a million fireflies which to me, as even as I capture its image, it's so beautiful because I'm looking at a million fireflies just lighting up the whole world. And so why did you select that name for your memoir? You know, I was going through a lot of loss in my life. I lost my fiancé to a driving accident at the age of 27. And then two years later, I lost my father. Two years after that, I lost my best friend to suicide and then an uncle to lung cancer and then my own grandmother recently. And, you know, there was a time in the middle of all that where my mother was going through back surgery. And I was in the hospital, and I just lost my father and my fiancé, and I thought, when was there a time that I can remember feeling light in my life, that I didn't have worries, that I didn't, you know, wonder if the ball was going to drop the next corner I turned. And I was in the hospital room. She was sleeping. The monitors were beeping. And I looked outside the hospital window, And I saw these flickering lights and immediately an image of me as a child capturing what felt like a million fireflies in my, you know, childhood home and the backyard and the garden. And that was, that was the image that came and that was the moment or the time in my life where I felt so light. And, you know, it felt like I was dancing with a million fireflies. And the symbolism behind that and the work that I do now is I want to remind people that you know, the light only shines so brightly with fireflies because they do have darkness and experience it. Without the darkness and without the pain, we can't honor and really see the beauty in the light. And that's what a million fireflies represents to me. Could you say that one more time about the darkness and the light? That was very powerful. Well, when I think about people and I think about fireflies, it's so, Mm -hmm. to me, the metaphor is just so profound because it is only in the midst of our pain and our heartache that we truly can appreciate the profoundness and deepness of love and light. When we have witnessed and experienced death and the pain of death, that's the only way truly that we can absolutely honor the preciousness and the miracles of life. And so when I think of the fireflies and their significance, they're only so bright to our eyes because they also dim. Right. Wow. I like that. That's just just so beautiful. 
You know, I I think many of us, we crumble when we reach that dark state, you know, that moment when the darkness flies through. And by the way, a lot of condolence and, and good wishes. That's a lot to endure, a lot of loss. And, and in ways, it seems like they weren't prepared. You know, you weren't really prepared to accept the losses that, that came at a date or a time where it's just like, what's going on? It must have been a lot on you. So lots of good, heartfelt feelings and, and sending you lots of courage and strength as well. So when we do go through these very dark moments and, and moments of loss or pain, I can't stop saying this. It's such an opportunity. It takes you somewhere deeper where you can soar and and reach to a greater, I think, acceptance of life. And maybe it even challenges limited beliefs. And it forces you to believe in something bigger than what we were conditioned to believe in as children. Would you say? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I also look back and, of course, I wouldn't wish this kind of loss or pain on anyone. And at the same time, that is life, and we will all experience loss and heartache. Pain is pain. It doesn't matter how someone is hurt or how someone is lost. We still feel the, the blunt, the blow to the heart. And at the same time, I look back at all those experiences, and without that depth of, of loss, I really don't know that I can love as profoundly as I do now. You know, I'm recently remarried, and I look at my husband now and I think, wow, if, if I didn't, I mean, if I knew now what I didn't know then, which I do, I've got tongue-tied there. It's just <laughs> so different, the kind of love that you get to offer, the, the kind of love that yeah. you get to also learn to receive. And so even though I wouldn't go, want to go back and relive it, it happened. And now right. I can really start seeing the gifts that came out of the tragedy. And that's really yeah. how we have to choose to see the world. We can hold on to the dark forever and never move forward, or we can look at it and think about all the goodness that we can draw from the experience and find a way to move on and have life while we still have it. Yeah, nice, nicely said. Mally, it's been really wonderful having you on the American Meditating Radio Show, and definitely we're inviting you to come and present something at the Meditation Museum. I think we'll offer a lovely platform to continue to convey the wonderful message that you're offering humanity, so we'll definitely have our producers contact you. Before I let you go, could you share with our listeners what is Mali's favorite life quote and leave us with a website that our listeners can get in touch with you if they wish to? Sure, absolutely. My motto, my life quote that I came up with on my own through the years is, all is as it should be, or it would be something else. (laughs) And that has just really allowed me to keep putting one foot in front of the other, even through some of the most horrific, painful times in my life, and the most enjoyable and, and, and blissful times as well. So all is as it should be, or it would be something else. And the best way... Excuse me, the best way that your audience can reach me is uh, to go to my website, mollyponsidus.com or thesorecommunitynetwork.com. Fantastic, Molly. Thank you so much and all the very best. Thank you, Sister Jenna, for the opportunity. Bye-bye. Bye. In the midst of darkness, there's light. That's all I have to say. And focus on where that light is coming from, not where the darkness is. You've been listening to America Meditating Radio Show and hope you've enjoyed our conversation with Mali Punpadit. And if you'd like information on Mali, go to soarcommunitynetwork.com. Don't forget to download the Pause for Peace free app 
where you can listen to the America Meditating Radio Show 24-7 as well as get a host of meditation videos for free and lots of wonderful, free, profoundly powerful materials, including conversations and interviews that have taken place and articles from the Huffington Post by yours truly, Sister Jenna. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, and we are here to love each other the same, so let's do that. We're going to end today's show with Elijah Ray, Band of Light. Elijah loves being here. Take care, everyone. All the very best.